This is Marketing Smarts, a podcast committed to helping you become a savvier marketing leader no matter your level. In each episode, we will dive into a relevant topic or challenge that marketing leaders are currently facing. We will also give you practical tools and applications that will help you put what you learn into practice today. And if you missed anything, don't worry. We put worksheets on our website that summarize the key points. Now, let's get to it. Welcome to Marketing Smarts. I am Ann Candido. And I am April Martini. And today we're going to do another elaborated Marketing Smarts moment, but from a slightly different angle. So we get a lot of questions from clients on how to show up on social to appeal to Gen Zers. So whether you're trying to hire them or sell to them, there's a specific criteria that deems you worthy of a Gen Zer's attention. And I can speak firsthand about that since I have Gen Zer kids. So this criteria can feel virtually impossible to crack and feels more like lightning in a bottle than a tried and true marketing strategy. Until today, because today we're going to break this black box wide open to give you some insights into what these Gen Zers are thinking as they're processing through your content, deciding whether they're going to give you that elusive but highly coveted millisecond of attention of their time that may result in an action that benefits your business. All right, so how are we gonna do this? From We're gonna go right to the source. And today we have a very special guest who's been referenced many times on this podcast, whether she knows it or not. And that's my daughter, Corinne Westbrook, who is a Gen Zer. So Corinne, would you like to introduce yourself and say hi? Hi, as she said, I'm Corinne. I'm finally 16 and I'm a junior. My day consists of sleeping, school, soccer, and screen time. And eating. <laughs> and eating. Yeah, don't forget the all-important eating. And taking the car and going wherever you want, right? Now that you're yes. drive, right? That's an important part. All right, so we're going to get to know a whole lot more about Corinne as we get through this, but let's get into how to get Gen Z or so engaged through social. So Corinne, let's start with some context to just kind of set the stage for everybody. What channels are your favorite and how and when do you generally engage them? You said screen time was one of your primary <laughs> agenda items for the day. So what does that look like? Um, my favorites would have to be Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok. Snapchat and Instagram are kind of like the same plat- social media platform. And I usually engage with those all times of the day. Like bored at wake up, I go on Snapchat, see what my friends were up to while I was sleeping because I go to sleep before all of them. Um, or bored in class, I just scroll through Instagram seeing what everyone else is doing, what people have been posting, or Snapchat is all, as I said, was main part of my day. It's my social with my friends. I communicate sending a picture of my face, which speaks tons of words. And then TikTok is for me whenever I have a big gap of time that I can just be bored in. And it speaks to me because it's short videos and I have the smallest attention span ever. And what channels maybe do you not, which I mean, I can deduce based on what you said you do engage with, but what, which ones don't you use and why? The old people channels like Twitter and Facebook. Oh, man. Oh, Twitter's an old people channel now. Wow. How the mighty have fallen. Right. Wow. Well, no, that's, that's really helpful, Chris. So tell us a little bit, maybe on a channel by channel basis, like, when you engage in Instagram, we'll just start with Instagram, and you're kind of scrolling through your feed, you said you're kind of looking to see what people are doing. Like, who are you following? Who are you, what, what entertains you? What gets you to stop? And and then I'm going to ask you too, like, what gets you to give them like any kind of engagement or, or like? Well, mainly my following consists of like my friends and maybe some like influencers, like soccer players or 
famous people that have just have a huge following and where there's also like the following part of Instagram and like the recommended for you and I scroll through that a lot and on there it's like a lot of what I'm interested in like the posts I interact with are like like skin and beauty post or soccer or a lot of food also like just the things that I find the most interesting and like usually I engage by like a cool photo or like oh wow this girl's hair looks so good what products does she use maybe or stuff stuff like that and is that anybody Corinne you said there were some influencers and some of your friends so who do you listen to more are you listening to your friends more or are you listening to the influencers more I feel like I listen to both like almost equally like Obviously, my friends, I can get more true opinions behind because usually influencers are paid to like promote a product. So they could be lying about the results. But like, obviously, they're like a big pick, like they're big in this society. So like, it's really cool if, if I use it since they're using it. But also my friends can like give me really good recommendations because maybe something worked really well for them and I can see it like in person. So then I'm like, oh, I want to try it. And then I like it. Then I'll tell my friends about it. It's like a chain reaction that like, more people just get told about it and it will just like get like promoted more throughout people. What kind of content gets you interested? Like, is it somebody kind of showing before and after or be like, you know, or showing the product or is it, what is the content that you find the most compelling or the most interesting? I just feel like content that's like either has like a really interesting caption with it or like maybe they're at a really cool like place and I'm like, oh wow. And then like, there's like multiple factors that go into it. Or I feel like another thing that really makes me stop is like, just like the cool like picture, like maybe it has like cool colors or has a cool like layout or setup. And what would you define cool to be? Since we're old people <laughs> and our definition of cool is not necessarily what your definition is. I mean, we still are like Facebook, so we're, we're definitely not that cool. Yeah, that's true. You guys aren't cool, but I always feel like cool for like my age is like colors, like color schemes that like are like kind of like neutral or like I feel like we like very I don't know the term, but like baby like pink or like baby blue. What's the term for that? Pastels. Pastels. Like we like pastels and like colors that go with like seasons. So like if it's like winter, like we want it to be like blue themed kind of versus like spring. We like like pastel like pink and like orange and yellow so like things like that like just like cool colors that like go together that just like are like the same theme of like what the picture is like going to be about and also kind of like cool fonts maybe if like you're trying to like add words to it but if there's too many words we will not read it oh that's interesting she said her attention span short so yeah she did and that's and that's the point here so Give me an example, if you can, Corinne, of like words that get your attention. Like what kind of, what do the words need to communicate? Um, I feel like sometimes I see like breaking news. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Or like emotional reaction or wait for this to happen in this video. Like this video is going to show like, um, like example on like TikTok was like, wait for it when like the kid notices that like his dad that's in the military comes home. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's yeah. like, it makes us watch the whole video until we wait to the end to finally see it. So then like that also catches our attention because like we want to see like his reaction to that. So is it different between Instagram and TikTok and uh, Snapchat? Can you give us kind of like the differences and how you might be interested or how you engage in Snapchat? 
I feel like uh, Snapchat is kind of different from this perspective than like TikTok and Instagram where like TikTok and Instagram are very similar like in how I interact like I'm just like scrolling through like my recommended post or on TikTok it's like my for you page and I'm like like and then like I stop at a video and like I like interact with it by like liking it or maybe I like tag one of my friends because I think it's like a funny video or like sometimes I see videos that maybe have like a really good food dish and I'll send it to like my mom or like my sister. And like, that's one way I interact in like TikTok and also kind of the same in Instagram. Like if I see like a post about maybe like something I want to buy, I might like share it and for someone that like may buy it for me. But I feel like Snapchat like is not the same. Cause like Snapchat, I'm like, I really only see like different like products. If I'm like going through people's like Snapchat stories, which they post like, there's like an ad story like in between every few and that's how I see products on there. And like sometimes I take a screenshot of it and save it to my photos. So like when I go back through my photos, I'm like, oh, I forgot about this. Maybe I want to try it or see like, is this still like a thing and is it like still like so popular? Like example would be like homecoming dresses. I like would go through my Snapchat stories and I see so many homecoming dresses and I like would screenshot them. And I actually bought a homecoming dress like from my Snapchat like ads like this year or so like I was kind of just going through back through my photos I'm like so I'm like oh yeah I forgot about this I wonder if it like it's still like a popular dress and when I looked at it it was so you mentioned like well the just the example you just gave with the dresses and kind of the quote-unquote shopping side of things what makes you decide to purchase or try it or like do do more than just take the picture or where do you not make that move? Like kind of talk to us about like, this is the point where I'm like, yep, this happens. And I'm like, I want that. Or yeah, no, not for me. I feel like a lot of it comes from like influence of my friends. Like sometimes I'll talk to my, like homecoming dresses. I would post like pictures of it to my story. And I'd be like, which one do you guys like the best for like me to buy? And like, I feel like a lot of influence comes from my friends. So like, it can't just appeal to like one person, but has, like should be able to like appeal to multiple people. And, like, obviously some people are going to disagree, but, like, if it's, like, in, like, this, like, area of, like, a lot of people are, like, oh, wow, this, like, I really like this. I think this would look great. Then, like, maybe I would, like, show it. And then maybe my friends would also, like, save it and be, like, maybe if she doesn't get this one, I'll get it instead. And also something, like, I don't, port like, maybe not purchase is, like, if I, like, go to buy it and it's like way too expense like expensive towards like the quality of it's like not as good as like the money like for example I was like at Ulta with my mom when like drunk elephants a huge like beauty uh -huh. like thing this old lady knows all about drunk elephant Corinne <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah drunk elephants like a huge like thing right now for teens and it's like really appealing to us because like tons of influencers use it like Great readings with me were like a huge thing so like we would always see it in that like I went to Ulta to like go see it and then when I looked at the price like I noticed it was like $78 and I was like well I use like a moisturizer that's probably like even maybe even like better than that one like for my skin and I could get like four of those for the price of that one so I think like reasonable pricing for the quality is good and how do you know it's a reasonable price for the quality because that's a really savvy like consumer insight that I think a lot of uh, business owners might overlook thinking that, oh, as long as I make it kind of cool, going back to the cool word, 
I can get any teenager to buy this or any Gen Zer to buy this as long as it's cool enough and the right person's saying it. But the fact that you're saying that there's a quality price ratio that matters to you, like how do you know and how do you make that decision? Well, I feel like if it's a tub of moisturizer, like there's no reason it should be priced like seven eight dollars, which is like the price of like clothing items, which are like because like the moisturizer is gonna like run out in like like a month or two, probably maybe three months. And it's not going to last as long as like something else like that price should last you. And also like there's no like scientific like research that it like makes your skin so much better than like the CeraVe like moisturizer I use. Like in, like even people like I've seen TikToks about it too. Going back to TikTok, it's like people using like, oh, it like I broke out even though like all these people are like using it and like all these influencers, but like it didn't help my skin. It just like moisturize it which was like the point but like it didn't do like much help or like make my skin look flawless like we're glowing like you see all these influencers saying so that's interesting so tell me a little bit more about the role of the influencer because i know you said like a lot of your friends are influencers and you get a lot of your advice from them but there's this other group of like people you don't know that are also influencers so speak to me a little bit about the role that they play and what deems them or qualifies them as an influencer that you would even listen to? I feel like I would have to just see tons of people like agreeing about the same thing, like just like the same reviews. And like, if it's a paid like sponsorship, like the like really influencers, like huge following things like do. Sometimes I don't listen to those because as I said, they're getting paid to like say it's a really good product. So like, I'm not sure if it's that trustworthy, but I'm seeing like girls maybe my age who like, don't have like on TikTok people can like blow up even though they only have like 600 followers but I like see those TikToks and I'm like seeing like a lot of those and like they're like oh my gosh this like product made my skin look good or this thing or like this clothing item made my like made me so like confident and made and look so good on like my body and like if I see like those and like just everything like agreeing with each other then I like will look into it more and maybe like I'll go try it but like if they're getting like paid to say it, I don't trust that as much. Mm, that's interesting. And so how do you find these influencers or how you said that they don't have to have a ton of followers from them to quote unquote blow up first. Like, what does that mean? And two, like, how do you determine that the person that you're listening to or you're, or you're paying attention to or speaking the truth since, you know, you're saying that the paid ones, you're like, eh, I don't know. So how do you know this other person? Is it the collaboration of everybody else? Or like, how did you, how does that initial, like, oh yeah, that, that person is speaking the truth. How do you know? I feel like if there's still like kind of like a no more like normal person, like I'll like go to their TikTok and I like go through it. And I'm like, oh, this person like is just like me. Like they don't have like, like 10,000 followers, like they have a select few or like, and like maybe they have like TikToks about like certain things that I'm like, oh, like an influencer like wouldn't post stuff or like this or like a big thing about me is like, I like love soccer. So like a lot of my videos kind of like revolve around soccer. So then maybe like other TikToks, like when I go through them, like I see like them using like wearing this stuff or like using this color pre-wrap with like their jersey or whatever and I'm like oh I like that so then like I'm like might buy that and like just there's like they're really similar to me and like I feel like we almost like live the same life even though I don't even know who they are and also if I just as I said if I just see like tons of collaboration about the same product and it's like everyone's saying the same thing about it and like the results for everyone are the same 
then I'm going to want to try it. Or maybe my friends, like, maybe I don't know my friend has a product. So like, I'll go talk to them and like, be like, Oh, have you heard about like this product? And then maybe I have it. And I'm like, Oh, how do you think it is? What are the results for you? Is it like similar? And if it is, I'll be like, Oh, then I'm going to want to try it. Got it. And so is it the same then on TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat? Or are you looking for different levels of qualification from the three? I feel like it's all basically the same qualification. I feel like it's harder to tell like ads on Snapchat though is different because people can't like comment or like like it. So it's like hard to tell like what people's thoughts are. But like on TikTok and Instagram, like you can scroll through the comments and see what everyone else is saying or Maybe it has a ton of likes and like that can also like speak to like how good it is. Is there anything that you've seen on either of those channels that you've purchased without any vetting with anybody else or you haven't like saved it and come back to it? Like has there ever been an instance where you're like, oh, I saw that and I'm I'm going for it? I feel like usually I take a day to like think about to like make sure it's like what I want to like get or like spend my money on. And usually I had to talk to a friend or two because sometimes like what I think is not like what actually like is good or like maybe it's like, oh, no, like you probably shouldn't buy that. Like that wouldn't like do the best for like you, I feel like. But like I feel like it's different, like clothing, like beauty products, like that's usually where I but like if I'm like it's a food dish, as I said kind of earlier, like sometimes I see like food or like special like sauces that like taste really good. I might not talk to people about that one. I might just like go out and buy that because like I feel like food is like different than like clothing and beauty products. And why is that? Is it – well, I'm sort of guessing here. It's like level of investment or financial investment or that sort of thing. Yeah. Like it's lower risk maybe? Yeah. Like food is like I feel like replaceable kind of – like it's not supposed to last you forever. We're like – and like it's kind of like cheaper than like maybe like the clothing item I want, which is – which is like, I'm going to spend my money on and I should like keep for like a longer time and the quality should be good. Whereas like food, like I feel like doesn't have to live up to those standards. So as, as businesses are trying to engage you and your generation, I mean, we talked a little bit about like what kind of constitutes quote unquote cool, but what turns you off too? When, when businesses are trying to, to sell to you, what turns you off? Um, I feel like one major thing, as I said, is lots of words or like a video that like just drags on and it's just like just spitting a bunch of information at me because like I don't care about the information of the product like it has like this type of thing in it that's gonna give you these like I just care about the results like I don't need all the middle information I just want like the product and the results and how people feel about it but like if it has like tons of words like or like a really long caption I'm not gonna read through it and it's I'm just gonna keep scrolling because I don't want to like read all of it or like on TikTok, like if it's like a five minute video, which you can do, or like three minute video, I'm not going to want to listen to all of that because unless it has like an interesting backstory to it, which sometimes they do, like a lot of people do, as I said, like do get readies with me and like they like have a fun story time behind it, which who knows if the story time's real, but like it keeps like the like um, listeners or like watchers involved to like listen to that and like see like every product they're using and things like that. So that's really interesting. So are there different styles? Like you said, the get ready with me. Are there other different styles or formats of video that keep you engaged for longer term? I mean, like, I, like, I feel like fun story times or maybe like 
or um, when I said like about the military, like person coming home, like watch to the end to see this, then people like will watch it, or like just like so like it starts off with like like in writing they always said like you need a really good hook to get the reader engaged. Like I feel like that's the same for like promoting like your like product or like business. So it sounds like it's more of a story than just a promotion. Yeah. What about like unboxing? Is <coughs> unboxing still popular? Kind of. It can't unboxing like it has to be a shorter video like 30 seconds. Or it has to be like watch when I unbox this like then this comes like jumps out at me. And like but it's like fake but like I still watch it cuz I think like something's going to jump out or something wrong is going to happen. What about like tutorials and stuff like that? I guess like the get ready with me is sort of like a tutorial, but there are there other like how to videos that are there anything that that that's popped out for you? I feel like there isn't that many like how to videos, but I feel like as you said it's really similar to like the get ready with me and like things like that or like or I guess like how to make like a dish like that's kind of a thing. But like not just like how to do your hair. Like that's not really like an interest. So how would that have to be positioned in order for it to work for you? Is it more of like get ready with me versus how to do your hair? Yeah. And what's the difference in your mind? I feel like a how to is like information, like step one, step two, step three. And it's like no other thing. It's like talking you through it. Whereas like a get ready with me is like them just like doing it while telling like a story or like doing something else, not, or like sometimes like TikTok does it where like, it's like the get ready with me and then like subway surfers on the bottom. And like people are like watching the subway <laughs> surfers all like watching the video. Like we'll watch it more because like subway surfers is like really interesting somewhat. I don't know how, but it interests me. So like, I feel like kind of like that. And it's like not just a bunch of information, it's just like, like information that's going to overwhelm us. And we're like, oh, this is so boring. I don't like listening to you talk about like specific way to curl your hair we've talked about like beauty um we've talked about food fashion fashion are there any other what we would call them like categories product categories yeah. or even service categories that interest you when you're kind of scrolling through a few things i've seen like now i have a car like i've seen like products for my car like like best like dealership to like get new tires or ways to taint your windows or something like that like this is where I did this for like my car like that kind of just me because like now I have my own car too or I feel like just sometimes we just see like oh like like um trampoline parks things like that like these people like are at a trampoline park and we're like oh wow that looks really cool like maybe they have like a ninja course so like we'll look into that also so I feel like just like people like being there like taking like a photo or like a video like telling about like their positive experience like is what like interests us and like will make us look into it. Got it. And are there any brands or categories or businesses that you've seen on social that you're like, uh, they should not have done this or they shouldn't be here? Um, yeah, I can't think of like a really specific example, but like sometimes like they post things and it's like, that looks so bad. Like, why would I want that product? Or like, well, I see, or like they post like a picture and like you're scrolling through the comments and you see like all these bad things about like maybe like the people who like owned it, like owned the company. Like, I know like YouTubers like sometimes like own like a franchise and like people don't like those like 
YouTubers are like influencers. So then people are like, commenting bad things. So it's like, why would I want to like go to their restaurant and support them if like other people don't like them? So that brings up an interesting question too. Does the quality of the content matter? How it's shot, the the way that it's um, stylized in it, the environment, does that matter? Does it have to be like high res, highly produced? Or is it like more of the authentic video, like in the moment, like this is what I'm doing. And you kind of feel like you're just right there with them. Like what does it matter to you what the quality of the video is? I kind of like the more in the moment because I feel like it speaks more of the truth. Whereas like, such like a high quality, like well positioned, like well like thought out picture is like, oh, it's kind of like faking it to like show off like the best parts. But, like and in the moment, moment ones, like this is what it like the reality of it is. Before I get into our rapid fire, are there anything that we didn't ask that you want to offer that is like really important to the way that you engage with social social media? I think just find like what teens are interested in the most. Like you might have to like reach out to a few or like maybe talk to like, like if you're like, obviously it's probably more like adults like trying to do this, like talk to like an adult friend that may have like a kid that's a teen and like see what they're interested in and like what like their goals are, like what they want to come out of like different products or like different brands and companies. And then you can like think of those interests and like give them what they want and like, advertise it that way and like show them like we're with like the teens like we like thought about this and like we like want to like promote to you guys and like this is the way we're gonna do it got it that was very helpful and I think that's really smart and we talk about that a lot when we are talking about understanding your your client your customer your consumer and this is no different right and I think a lot of times we like I said earlier is we tend to think the teenagers in their their state of mind is a little bit irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And we don't mm-hmm. honor the fact that you guys actually do go through a thought process of what you're going to buy, why you're going to buy it, how much does it have to cost, what kind of quality does it have to have, who has to endorse it. And in some cases, probably a lot more savvier in that than a lot of other people, a lot of adults who are more complacent in their purchases. So I think that's a really good insight that you provided. And I hope everybody listens to that because I don't think a lot of businesses do that. Well, and I think what we heard too is limited amount of funds, right? Right. So it it matters that much more. I feel like when you said a few times, Corinne, spend my own money, spend my own money. And it's like the cost benefit analysis that you're running through in your head is like, I have this finite amount. And therefore, what I'm going to spend it on is, quote unquote, a bit more precious. And so I'm going to think about it harder and more often than, you know, as an adult, it's like, I feel like we sort of passively shop sometimes. Right. This approach is, it's harder to break through, I think, with this audience. Mm-hmm. And I think the comparison of like, well, I don't expect my moisturizer to be the same cost as yeah. what I'm going to spend yeah. on an article of clothing, yeah. I think it's a really huge insight too, that it's not just a, like you said, just anything can be expensive, but it doesn't matter as long as someone is touting it in a positive way. So I thought that was really important too. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions, Corinne, so people can get to know you a little bit better? Sure. All right. We'll start with an easy one. What's one thing you can't live without? My phone. (laughs) (laughs) Besides your phone, what's one thing you can't live without? Because that was an obvious one. I would say my family. Aww. Especially your mom? (laughs) Especially my mom. Yeah, that's great. I thought you were going to say your dinosaur spoon, but... 
I like family better. I didn't think about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Who is one person you would like to meet and why? Julie Ertz, because she, I feel like she's just been a big inspiration to me, like with like my soccer and like also kind of just like as a like, life in general and person, like to be a good person and do what's best for you. I like that. All right. If you could be the best at something, and I'm going to say not at soccer, because I think that's too much of an easy one. And you're already like a fantastic <laughs> soccer player. So if you could be the best at something, what would it be? A uh, surgeon. Ah, <laughs> that's going to be great because then you could take care of me in my old age. <laughs> yeah. All right. What is one thing that you've always wanted to do that your parents didn't let you do? Oh, buy those motorized Jeep cars. My little brother has one, and he finally got one, but I was never allowed to have one, and uh, so mean. But now you want a real Jeep, so now we're, yeah, yeah so. this is what happens when you don't get what you want when you're little. Yeah, I know. I, I told April for sure you're going to say gymnastics. Oh, that's a good one. Gymnastics and volleyball. I was never allowed to do those. Yeah, we should have had this be like almost like the newlywed game, have Corinne answer and have me answer. We'll see if yeah. we answered the same thing. <laughs> How well do you know your daughter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what do you do to unwind besides looking and scrolling through your phone? Usually I shower and like get ready for bed. And I, sometimes I clean my room. Usually if my mom tells me those people are coming Tuesday, I'll clean my room <laughs> so I don't have to in the morning. And... I kind of just lay in my bed and think about my day and reflect on all my choices and all my conversations. Wow. Contemplate life, huh? Yeah. All right. So this is the last one. You ready? Yep. Are you going to promote this podcast episode on social? Of course I am. Hey. All right. I'm the star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we have it right now recorded so you can't back out because everybody's going to be checking to see if you promote it. <laughs> Okay, I'll have to promote it because I'm the star of the show. Of course. I mean, without a doubt. <laughs> no, that's just, this has been really this has been really good, Corinne. I mean, I think you gave a lot of fantastic insights that I think are gonna be very valuable to people as they're processing through how to market to uh to Gen Zers and you know, people in your generation in, in general. And I had a few ahas myself, so I thought it was extremely beneficial. Usually we, uh, we tell people, you know, how to find you, but I'm not, I don't think you want anybody stalking you. So we're not going <laughs> to give them your social handles or anything, but um, is there anything else that you wanted to, to say to kind of round us out? Be creative and cool. All right. Okay. I like it from Corinne. All right. Well, thank you, Corinne. And with that, we'll say go and exercise your marketing smarts. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.